1: Everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, TVTPFL. It's Monday, it's November 21st, it's 2022. Eight NBA games to talk about here on this Monday. I did not forget how to intro the podcast. It has been a while. Um, I did not forget the name of the podcast. So, I mean, I'm two for two to start. I remember how to start it, I remember how to get YouTube going. Um, So, yeah. It's been a while, but um, back, I'm joined today by my buddy Eyes819, Keith Eyster. Keith, what's happening, my friend?
2: Not too much, man. Glad to have you back. Um, hope everybody everyone's doing well. Um, we missed you for sure, uh, so it's, it's good to get back on one of these with you. Coming off NFL Sunday, obviously, I was way over the field on Tony Pollard, but unfortunately, just way too much Josh Allen for me as well. Um, Not enough Devontae Adams, Amari Cooper was kind of necessary too, so okay Sunday, nothing great, but uh, we got a nice little basketball slate here to uh, try to make some money on Monday.
1: I was telling you before we got started, I haven't watched sports, I mean, I've like occasionally turned into a a Magic game or watched whatever football game has been on over the last two and a half weeks, Um, but I, I mean... This will be like getting back into it. This is like an extreme first look for me. Um, so, bear with me, anyone. Um, you know, so we are live on YouTube. Um, that'll be back Monday through Friday again. I know Grant was doing it when he was hosting, and um, I know we were having some issues with like login and stuff like that, but we're good. We're back on YouTube. So, if you want to watch the night before uh, recording live, that's up and running again. Um, so, I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. So, glad to be back. Um yes, everyone's good. I'm very tired new daddy. Um appreciate everyone sending me messages. I had a ton of messages um and like people asking like, "Hey, did you leave?" No, I have not. I'm not I didn't leave. Um we welcomed a new family member, but um yeah, definitely uh glad to be back. Happy to be back. Happy that it's an eight game slate. I'm really happy that I didn't, like opened it up and was researching and like, "Oh, got a 15-game NBA slate because I probably would have pushed my my, uh, paternity leave back a day um, had that been the case. But eight-game slate, four teams on back-to-backs, hopping back in here with hoops. Um, Again, thank you, everyone, for the messages. It was really nice. Um, Some NASCAR subscribers sent us, like, gift cards. Like, it was really cool. Um, So just awesome. So, yes, glad to be back. But uh, let's get into it and get rolling here with Atlanta at Cleveland, 224.5 total in this game. Cleveland, two-and-a-half point favorite. They're on a back-to-back, if you want to call it that. Um, They ran Miami out of the gym on Sunday. The game wasn't even close. On the Atlanta side, Bogdanovich is out. Um, Cleveland, we're going to be waiting to hear about if Dean Wade is going to play, if Kevin Love is going to play. I think Kevin Love's the big one. Um, I don't know how much Dean Wade really affects things, but I think Kevin Love
2: could potentially
1: affect things. But let's talk about the Hawks here. What do you like here for Atlanta?
2: Trey Young. I mean, you can play him anytime, any place. Um, this is a really tough matchup for Atlanta, though. Cleveland, one of the slowest teams in the NBA, have been fantastic on the defensive end, uh, top five defensive rating. So tough matchup here, but I think you can play Trey Young. I don't love Dejounte Murray. It's just it seems like it's harder for him to to access a ceiling playing next to Trey Young. He's still priced up a good amount. Um, he he's played better than I actually thought he would next to Trey young. Um, but just in this spot, don't see myself chasing after DeJounte very much. Um, Capella has been playing 30 minutes here pretty regularly, but now his price is climbing a little bit. He gets Jared Allen and, and Mobley on the other side. So not a good spot for him. I'm just, I'm probably taking a wait and see on this game here. Um, don't want to tie up too many roster spots. I will have a little bit of exposure to Trey Young, but not much interest in Atlanta outside of that.
1: Capella, um, you know, when we're looking at like a fantasy point per minute, you know, standpoint, he's right up there. Um, you know, obviously Trey Young, 34% usage on the season, averaging 1.35 fantasy points per minute. Him and Murray are getting theirs, but Capella, he's at one14 kind of right where he should be price wise. So it's not like you're getting a huge discount on him. You needed to jump on him like a week ago um, where you could really take advantage of it. You know, you mentioned it Cleveland third in defensive rating. They are 29th in pace back to back. Maybe this game gets pushed a little bit faster. Atlanta plays fast. they're six in the NBA in pace, but this game's in Cleveland. Good defense. Um, I'm struggling here when I'm looking at the Hawks just in general. Capella, would probably be my favorite of the three trey young could always break a slate so like in large field tournaments he's always someone that i think you could look at um i'm just out on DeJonte. i think he's a little too pricey um especially on DraftKings at 9300 he's gone over 40 fantasy points one time in the last five games so um probably out on murray trey young ceiling clint capella he just needs to be on the right side of 30 minutes um to really get there and then on the cleveland side it's really going to come down to to if kevin love plays or not um because if he sits this team's on a back-to-back but the starters did not play a lot in that fourth quarter on sunday um it was a 30 point game so i'm not too concerned about like the whole back-to-back thing for cleveland here that game was in cleveland this game i mean no travel like what are your thoughts here on the caps
2: um, worth noting that Karis Levert did leave the game as well and didn't return. Um, I don't know if that was because of the injury or just because they were blowing him out. Um, but if he were to miss, then maybe that opens some things up here a little bit. Um, otherwise, it's kind of tough with Mitchell in town. I mean, Garland has found a ceiling a little bit, but one of them one of those was a, a double overtime game, uh, and the other one, Donovan Mitchell didn't play. So. Kind of the same situation as on the other side where there's just. But the guards I'm having trouble with Mitchell and Garland, both. um, Mobley's priced up a little bit. Allen's actually cheaper than Mobley. So I would, I would lean to Allen over Mobley. And then we'll see what happens with LaVert. Chetty Osmond absolutely smashed against the heat that was the majority of that was in garbage time so we'll have to see without Levert maybe Osmond becomes interesting Uh, but I do have I have a lot of interest in Allen I think Mobley's playable I think Garland's playable it's Mitchell that's has kind of been impacted by Garland coming back don't really see uh, Mitchell getting to a ceiling ceiling here so give, give me Jared Allen maybe a little bit of Garland maybe maybe a little bit of Mobley
1: I think this game's going to be competitive and Kevin Love sits. I think Lamar Stevens is interesting. Um, didn't get a ton of run on, on Sunday, and I think that was more of just kind of how the game played out. Um, Lamar Stevens is interesting if Lavert sits like you mentioned. If Kevin Love and Levert sit, Osman's going to be the point guard usage man for that second unit um, and could get potential run with the, the first unit as well. So he's way too cheap. Depending on injury news, um, he could potentially be like the chalky value play that you're just kind of probably roster here, depending on Love and Lavert. So watch that news. coro could be potentially interesting pivot on Osman if he gets a ton of ownership, if those guys sit. But I think Lamar Stevens is someone that you kind of want to pay attention to. Um, Garland and Mitchell, they're, pro- they're priced pretty good um good matchup you know this is a up-paced game for cleveland so i don't mind taking some tournament shots here um looking at some of these cleveland guards um orlando at indiana taking on the pacers 226 and a half total here the pacers a seven point favorite in this one the laundry list continues for the orlando magic it feels like this has been the last two seasons for them anthony paulo Fultz, Isaac, Moritz um, Wagner out, and then Wendell Carter Jr. questionable. If he were to sit, obviously, it would be huge news. Uh, so pay attention to that. And then on the Pacers side, Tice and Duarte are out. So let's start here with with my or Orlando Magic. Um, I mean, it's tough, right? You know, this team's just played. It was a 113-114 game. It was, what, 227 points, um, ton of fantasy Goodness, um, especially like if Wendell Carter Jr. doesn't play in this game. So, talk to me here about my Orlando Magic.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm very interested in this game. Um, definitely want more exposure to this one than, than the last one. We have two bottom ten defenses here. Um, if Wendell Carter Jr. plays, I I want to play him against this Indiana front court. Um, Seventy six hundred. Think that's a t- a totally fine price. If he's out, I have a ton of interest in Bol Bol and Franz Wagner. Um, with Carter in there, I'm a little bit less likely to play those guys. Uh, I probably would just go Carter there. Um, if Carter's out though, I I have a ton of interest either way with, or without Carter. I want to play some Jalen Suggs. I think that's a nice price tag at at 6,300, um, has picked up his game a little bit here recently. Price hasn't quite adjusted to, to the way he's been playing should be out there for mid thirties minutes. Um, so Suggs is a great value. And then if, if Carter's in there, I want him. Otherwise, uh, Wagner and Bull Bull for me.
1: Yeah, those guys are, are. I mean, great plays. Wendell Carter Jr. sits. Mo Bamba is way too cheap um, for his potential role. Boy, boy, like you said. Um, I don't love Okiki. Like, there's so much talent there. He just hasn't looked the same since his college injury, you know, or going from college to the his first year type of injury just – Hasn't been that explosive player that the Magic first round pick and for the Magic uh, a couple years ago. So, um, Franz Wagner is the guy that I really like here. I, I mean, Mo Bamba and Boya Boya, fantastic. If Wendell Carter Jr. doesn't play, large field tournaments. I think R.J. Hampton is somewhat interesting. He has the potential to have really good usage on that second unit with Terrence Ross. Um, got eight shot attempts up the other night was right around like a 20% usage rate um, in that game. So large field tournaments only um, for him, you know, just kind of looking for someone on the magic. I mean, Terrence Ross is 3,900. He just hasn't had that like spark game. Like he's such a loved player in like the Orlando community, but he just hasn't had that like huge, like spark game. Like he had one good game against Houston this season and that's really been it for him. So, Really like the magic, really shorthanded if Wendell Carter Jr. doesn't play. If Wendell Carter Jr. plays, he's 7,600. If he's not going to be on a minutes limit, he's definitely really interesting here. Um, So I don't know. uh, Minutes concern me with him, so we'll see. But boy, oh boy, 6,900, probably too cheap regardless of Wendell Carter playing or not. Uh, Indiana Pacers, I mean, yeah, the magic are not a good defensive team. They're dealing with a ton of injuries. You know, this is a a spot where the Pacers have plenty of upside. Is Halliburton worth 9,400, I think, is what you have to ask yourself. He's averaging almost 1.4 fantasy points per minute. He has the ceiling to pay off 9,400. The matchup seems fantastic. Like, what are your initial thoughts when you're looking here at Halliburton?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm interested. Um, I think he has shown the ability to, to pay off that price tag on multiple occasions this year. So, I mean, he's, he's regularly put up 50 plus fantasy points. Um, Fantastic matchup here. I'm I'm all about some Halliburton. I think this is a great spot for him. Um, I prefer him to Trey young, definitely over DeJounte, who we just talked about in the other game. Um, So I think he's, he's very much in play as a spend up on this slate. And I think there's some other pieces from Indiana we can take a look at. Um, Heald's fallen off a little bit here recently, so I'll probably avoid him. But Matherin has played really well off the bench. Um, that hit Like his usage with the second unit there, we've seen him put up a ton of points. So I think there's some upside there at 5,700. Uh, Miles Turner's price tag is a little bit tough, 7,500. He's finally getting into that appropriate. Difficult. Uh, But I do like this game environment. I probably won't go much deeper than that. But Halliburton, I definitely have interest in. uh, And I'll sprinkle in a little bit of Matherin and maybe some Turner if Carter's out.
1: Matherin is someone that we were like talking about right when I was like um, getting ready to leave. Like, right, he was like borderline playable. And then I know Duarte went out and like he's really interesting. He's his fantasy point per minute is really solid. Um, his usage is there with that second unit, and getting some you know minutes with the first unit because I mean it's not like Nohard is going to be someone that is going to play a ton of minutes right now. So um, Halliburton is the guy that I think like you're going to take some shots on. Um, Nohard's questionable too. Like that's 20 potential minutes to go around somewhere, um, whether it be like Knee Smith or somebody. Um, you know something to definitely pay attention to because neesmith got run in that game um what was it saturday when uh, what didn't number hard like hurt his it was something and like he left the game and like neesmith got some extra runs so just something to pay attention to um always pay attention to stuff like that but yeah miles turner the minutes are there right now it, it's just he's kind of priced where he should be um halliburton's the play for me on the pacers Buddy Heald in large field tournaments. Um, he could light up this spot, you know, if he got hot. Boston at Chicago, 226 and a half total. The Celtics, a six-point favorite. Gallo and Williams still out, and then ball out for Chicago. Pretty much what we've been looking at all season for these two teams. So pretty, pretty healthy teams. Um, start here with the Boston side. Chicago... A decent defensive team. They're right on that borderline top 10, um, borderline top 10 in pace. Not the worst spot, not the best spot. What are your thoughts here on the Celtics?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm struggling with what to do with this game. Um, I want to play some Tatum. I know that he's priced up, but he has a fantastic ceiling. Um, Chicago has been much better on the defensive end this season compared to last year, though, as you alluded to. So, I don't know. I'm struggling with this one a little bit. Um, like Brown at 80, 8,500 is, is okay. Like they're all just kind of priced where they should be. And I don't, I don't love anything about the game environment, but nothing set, screams stay away about the game environment either. So I, I'm going to have some exposure to Tatum and Brown. I don't know that I'll be going any deeper than that. Uh, Smart missed some time. So still don't, don't know what the minutes will look like for him uh Brogdon hasn't been playing full minutes he missed a little bit of time here also so I, I do like the price tag on Brogdon if I knew he was going to play about 24 25 minutes I, I'd be interested at 4900 um but he he only played I think it was 18 yeah 18 minutes in his first game back in the last one I don't know I'm I'm struggling with this game um I want some Tatum maybe a little bit of Brown, but that's probably about it here for Boston
1: Rockton in tournaments is super interesting because he's 4900, like you mentioned. Um, he's someone that like I had written down. Do I take the, the tournament shot on him? Like Grant Williams is the other guy that I had written down as like, do I just try to get those minutes? Like, Is Grant Williams going to play 35 minutes? Because if he's going to play 35 minutes, he offers steal upside. He offers block upside. He can rebound. He can get the easy basket. So Grant Williams at 5K in a matchup where if he gets those 35 minutes, it's not the easiest or best matchup in the world. Um, But like, is Patrick Williams really going to stop Grant Williams? Like I think Grant Williams is someone that's interesting here at 5k. And then on DraftKings, you can play him at small forward as well. So you're potentially getting a four at the small forward position. So I don't hate that um, play. Always interested in getting some exposure to Jason Tatum. He's 10-6, he's priced up. He gets up for these big games. I think this is a game that he'll get up for. Not my favorite in the in this high price range, but this is still where kind of Chicago is weak. You know, that DeMar DeRozan trying to guard Jason Tatum's spot. So um, DeSamo, he's been a lot better, and obviously Vooch is good defensively. So that's where they've improved defensively this season in, in general. But I think Tatum... And potentially Brown could have good games. Um, but Grant Williams at 5K is the guy that like I had written down to really watch um, throughout the day. The Chicago side, I hate playing these guys when all three are healthy. Um, I, I really do. When DeRozan, Levine, and Vooch are all healthy and playing, you're rolling the dice and you're just you're taking a shot. You know, Obviously, Vooch is coming off of a big game against Orlando. Um we're shocked, right? Like he always gets up for the Philly games. That was one of his better games this year. So I think Vucci at seventy four hundred is on the list at center today. Um, but overall, like I don't love this spot for this the Chicago team. And like Boston started the season as a team that wasn't great defensively. They're playing better defense now. I mean, this team's thirteen and three for a reason.
2: Yeah, I mean, I expect Boston to be um near the top of the league in defense by the time the season's all said and done. So tough spot for the Bulls. The three stars are healthy. Um, DeRozan being the, the most pricey is probably the one I stay away from. But I will look to Vucevic and Levine to, on the other side of Tatum just to help push Tatum a little bit. Um, you would like to see one of those guys going off. Um, like Levine at 7K I think is is pretty interesting. Um, obviously with, with the Rose in there too, it's tough, tough to figure out which one of these guys is going to have the great game, but because I want to play some Tatum for sure, I'll probably sprinkle in some Vooch and some Levine. Um, Drummond is interesting. He's only 30 is deep tournament only. Um, he only, he's only played 15 minutes the last two games. Um, but he, like before he missed some time with injury, he was up in that like 21, 22 minute range. Uh, and we've seen him grab a ton of rebounds in in a short amount of time. So at 3,900, I don't mind a deep tournament dart on Drummond, um, but mainly it'll be in Vooch imbo- for me on the other side of my Tatum exposure.
1: Yeah, that's really it. I don't really see getting to Patrick Williams or anybody like that. I mean, he's cheap. Like if you end up in that price range, like he could go five, maybe six X. He's not like a ceiling play, um, but if you need like a cheap 20 to 25 ish, I think Patrick Williams is always kind of in that range. It just Patrick Williams is always going to be like uh, players like Patrick Williams, not even just Patrick Williams in general, but like players like Patrick Williams are always going to be guys where it's just, it really depends on how the slate shapes up throughout the day. Um, How injury news comes out. We have four back-to-backs like, I mean, golden state played a, a close game against Houston on Sunday night Clay played a ton of minutes. He's not going to play on Monday. Are they going to sit anybody else like that could open up the slate. So a lot of, lot of stuff. I mean, we're a first look podcast. There's going to be a lot of stuff um, where it's like, Oh, is Patrick Williams in play? Well, by the end of the day, probably not. But like right now he, he, you know, do you need 20 to 25 at, you know, his price range. So
2: I'd put IO in that, that exact same bucket. Like right now they grade out his fine values, but by the time we get a couple hours from lock, they may not be necessary at all.
1: All right, let's get into the Knicks and the Thunder. 231.5 total in this game, the highest total that we have on the slate night before here. The Thunder, two and a half point favorite. Knicks on a back-to-back. I put question marks on Reddish and Rose. We'll see if they're playing or not playing. Uh, I think those are the two biggest question marks when we're looking at the Knicks here. And then on the Thunder side, basely man um are out and um poco is out as well so definitely definitely interesting um on the thunder side we'll get to that in just a second but let's start here with the knicks um reddish matters i mean definitely i think derrick rose matters i don't know if he matters as much The Knicks, they kind of got blown out by the Suns on Sunday. So, like, no one played more than, like, 32 minutes. I think um, Grimes led the team in minutes at, like, 32 minutes or something. So, not necessarily super concerned about a back-to-back. But Rose left that game early. I, I mean, anytime Rose leaves the game early, you don't expect him to play the next day. So, talk to me here about the Knicks.
2: Yeah, I like this game environment. And the other side is really easy to know what to do. So, I want to have some Knicks exposure um, I think I'm just leaning, just playing Randall. Um, I don't, RJ Barrett just hasn't, hasn't been getting it done here recently. Brunson is priced up now. I, like it's between Randall and Brunson mainly for me. I, I'm, I'm leaning slightly to Randall just because I, I don't think, okay. is very strong inside. Randall could, could have his way in the post. Um, 8,400 is a, a reasonable price tag for him. I think it's it's Randall over Brunson for me, but I, Brunson is fine too. He's just kind of priced where he should be. I'm not messing with the big men here at all. Robinson missed a bunch of time; he's not playing full minutes, and that's just kind of messing up the whole rotation. It makes Hartenstein and Sims unplayable as well. Um, but I do want some exposure here because I want to play SGA on the other side. So Randall and Brunson. I don't think I can do Barrett until I see a little more consistency from him.
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, I think just trying to figure out where the usage is going to go in this game uh, between Barrett, Randall, and Brunson, they're all season-wise right at the same type of usage. And, I mean, this is a nice pace-up spot, not a great defensive team. So, like, you want exposure. I mean, you definitely want exposure. Randall's probably my favorite. I think I'm on board with you um, as far as that is concerned. Barrett is really interesting in tournaments. You know, if he's going to put up 20 shots in this game against the Thunder, you have to have exposure at 6,100 in in tournaments. He's definitely someone that I'll be looking at, like seeing what his point prop is, seeing, you know, if that comes out, you know, in the 14 range. I think I'm taking the over um, on that. So I'm really interested in Barrett. I think he's going to put up a ton of shots in this game. I think this is going to be a game where. Especially if people go back and look at the game earlier this year and they're like, oh, 135 to 145. I mean, there was just fireworks everywhere in this game. So, um, I mean, I can't wait to see some player props in this game because that I'm really interested in some of those. Um, love Randall. Randall's definitely my favorite on the DFS side of things. Um, I will mention, like, if Reddish is out again and Rose doesn't play, Quickly at forty five hundred, probably plays close to thirty minutes. Don't know if they're necessarily the best minutes in the world, but he is a one fantasy point per minute type of player. So if he's going to get thirty minutes in a in a matchup like this at forty five hundred, super interesting from in my opinion. Um, you know, Rose is a twenty percent, twenty three and a half percent usage guy. So if he sits that usage is going somewhere with that second unit. And I think quickly would be that guy. Um, so see what happens with reddish, but if Rose is out, I think quickly is interesting. I don't think it matters whether reddish plays or not. If, if Rose is out quickly is interesting. That second unit, you know, usage, um, let's talk here about the thunder. You mentioned it. You're like, we know where we're going, um, with this, with this next team. Um, it, it's, It's not a secret that's by, you know, by any means, um, New York, not a good defensive team this year. They ranked 23rd in defensive rating. Um, we know that the thunder are going to push the pace as much as possible. Knicks are on the second end of a back-to-back, but the Knicks play pretty fast too. They're 11th in pace this season. So this is a juicy matchup for, for our boy SGA. Um, the guy is just absolutely smashing averaging over 30 points per game. 10 K is not enough. Um, I yep. think he's the best play on the slate today. Um, I I'm planting my flag in the SGA camp today.
2: <laughs> you stole it from me. Those are the exact words that's, that I was going the, to use.
1: He is. That's the <laughs> advantage of being the host, Keith. You get to talk
2: first. <laughs> yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. The best play on the slate, SGA. Uh, he's twenty four hundred cheaper than Giannis. Uh, Six hundred cheaper than Tim. He's right in the same range as Young. You, just, you talked about Curry playing 37 minutes. He's on a back-to-back. I completely agree with you. Uh, SGA, best play on the slate. The Knicks were kind of a team we shied away from a little bit last year. They played really slow. They were decent on defense. That has not been the case this year. This is an absolute smash bot for SGA. I'm, I'm right there with you.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: Dort, 5,100, should get 30 minutes or so in this game. Um, The guy that I I can't decide, like right now, looking at the night before, Jalen Williams is super interesting to me. Um, There's so many roads for Jalen Williams to play 35 minutes in this game at 4,300. We know he has plenty of upside. Um, So, like, looking at this late night before, I, I mean, I feel like he's really underpriced and has a ton of upside at 4,300. Like, if man doesn't play either, like, there's some potential value here with the Thunder. Um, Robinson Earl played 28 minutes the other night um, with Poco out um, and Basley out. So, a lot of potential here for the Thunder. This might be one of your, like, 3-2 stacks um, on this slate and just hope you get fireworks in this game and hope the rest of your team kind of does what it needs to do.
2: Yeah, I like the Jalen Williams call. It's so tough to figure out the, the Thunder rotation. and that, I mean, they just change it up all the time. Impossible. Um, so it, it's tournament darts. Yeah, I mean, it's tournament darts on the rest of them. You just hope you run into the guy who gets the extra run on on any given night. Um, like Gideon and Dort, we know they're going to play some minutes. Um, outside of that, it's pretty hit or miss. Um, but I do like that call on Williams, decent price tag. If he gets around 30 minutes at 4,300 in this matchup, Definitely could find a ceiling there. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like mixing a, a couple of these guys with SGA. I don't think I, I would build a game stack of this without SGA, but playing them alongside SGA, doing the 2-2 the or the 3-2, like you mentioned, can totally get on board with that.
1: I mean, it just makes SGA price easier, right? Um, at the end of yep. the day, like anybody that you're pairing with him outside of Giddy is five fifty one hundred or lower. Um, So it, it just makes... The price of sga easier um so all right golden state at new orleans there's a total out for this game it's 228 and a half um pelicans a five point favorite. it is a back-to-back for golden state kerr did say there's a good chance that we don't see thompson um on playing both and he played sunday so we're gonna go ahead and say that he's probably not gonna play it's more interesting here because that Houston game stayed so close and Curry and some of these other guys had to play a lot more into the game than I think Kerr would have wanted. Whether or not this early in the season, if we see some of these guys get the get the sitting on the second half, um, Draymond played 32, Looney played 29, Jordan Poole didn't have a great game Sunday. We're jumping on him here in this spot with no Clay Thompson. Um, talk to me here about the Warriors.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if multiple Warriors sat in this spot. Um, We'll have to see. Luckily, it's an 8 p.m. game and not a 10 p.m. game. Um, Maybe we get the news early in the day and it it doesn't matter anyway. Um, But it's never fun when you have a bunch of Q tags hanging out there for a 10 p.m. game and there aren't many options to pivot to if they all do end up getting rolled out. So earlier in the slate, good news for this spot because I, I think we could see some guys resting for sure, but... I, I want to target Golden State with some New Orleans guys, so I want to run that back here. Um, don't think I'll pay up for Curry on the back-to-back. He, he obviously went nuts on Sunday night, um, so he, he certainly has it. But just being on the back-to-back, I'd, I'd much rather pay up for, for some other guys. Wiggins interests me at 6,600 and Poole, like you mentioned, at, at 5,800. I don't mind Draymond, uh, but I think Wiggins and Poole would be my first two looks, assuming – Everybody outside of Clay is playing. Um, obviously, if we get multiple guys out, we're going to have a ton of value here on Golden State. Camingo would be amazing. Uh, DiVincenzo has been getting quite a bit of run here. Um, so, I mean, this this might be the the best value spot on the slate by the time it, it all shakes out. We'll have to see.
1: I really don't think Clay plays. So, pull is definitely interesting at 58. If Curry is going to be low owned, I mean, he, he has a 1.45. Um, fantasy point per minute in a thirty. has been use. awesome this year.
2: Like, yeah. like he was tough to play last year. Curry has been absolutely smashing this year. So, yeah, I he mean,
1: better with Clay off the court too. That's what I was like getting at. Like Clay off the court, like Curry. So if he's going to be low owned, I mean, it's obviously a little bit of a risk. But they're one back to back, um, or two. They've had two back to backs. Like the one back to back that stayed close, though like he played 35 minutes the night after put up 24 shot attempts and he was fine. So if he's going to be low owned, I think Curry is really interesting to either pair with maybe like an SGA or to pivot off of SGA and hope SGA doesn't just have that big game. But um, I do like Curry as like a tournament pivot here, but Jordan pool, I think is going to be end up being like my favorite play uh, from golden state in this game. And I think he'll end up being a lot of people's favorite play um glad that he had kind of a bad game on sunday maybe but a bad taste in people's mouth so watch the news on this one it's so hard to talk about golden state on the second end of a back-to-back um new orleans side i mean zion's expected back here you know it'd be interesting to see um with him as probable what we're looking at if he's going to have like a minutes restriction or anything like that um i mean we've seen the same same Zion like he's definitely been someone that we had a huge question mark coming on into the season it's like good
2: what are your thoughts here with the Pelicans with Zion probable here yeah it gets a little bit tougher um but this is definitely a matchup that I want to target um Golden State is the fastest team in basketball and they've been atrocious on the defensive end this year so I definitely want some Pelicans exposure um I'd go to Zion first I think um have to Keep an eye on the news for minutes restriction or anything like that. But assuming that he suits up and there's no news about a minutes restriction, he's my favorite play here. Um, I think he makes Ingram a little bit tough to play just because he's missed some time here recently. Ingram's usage gets cut a little bit with Zion back. Um, I don't mind McCollum at 8,100. He can still rack up some assists and some other peripheral stats, even if Zion is the main usage guy. Um, I think Herb Jones is interesting at 4,700. He, he's going to be out there for 30 plus minutes. Uh, he c- and in this game environment, I could see like fringe players paying off in the spot. Nance is kind of the same thing. Um, like definitely wouldn't leave. Like any anytime I'm stacking this game, I would start it with Zion or Ingram or, or McCollum at least. Um, but it, it's kind of like, we just talked about a three, two or a two, two. Um, I definitely think these fringe Pelicans pieces, depending on what kind of value we get on the slate, they could absolutely be in play. Nance and Herb Jones are the two guys I'd be looking at.
1: So I, I'm just curious. Um, I don't know how much Pelicans basketball, but I was looking through like rotations and stuff before we got started and like can't figure out what happened with Valanciunas. Um, like, started the season, was getting minutes, was crushing, and they've just gone away. And I don't know. Like, he's still from what I could see, he was, he's still starting. He's just not finishing games. So like he's getting, yep, that's it coming back late in the, in the second quarter, leaving in the third corner and really not coming back. Um, like, so this is a, this is an amazing spot. If Alan Chunis, if we were guaranteed 30 minutes, like at 6,400, but I just looking through it, I'm like, I, I can't trust it. I, I like the Herb Jones call. Um, because I, I actually think like the minutes might be,
2: I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, looking through. Nance like... has been the guy closing over, over Okay. So they've, just,
1: maybe they've been Nance choosing is...
2: to go small down, d- down the stretch. Yep.
1: Oh, I could definitely see this game going small too, um, with yep. golden state. So maybe Nance is the play. Um, so l- first and foremost, I, I think if we don't get any type of like minutes restrictions, I smashes in the spot. Um, yeah. I mean, Ingram is kind of pricey at eighty two hundred. It would be it would be awesome if they were like, "Hey, we're going to make him seventy five hundred with Zion." You know, be, being here and like, but you know, we're not getting that, obviously. So, um, I, I really think like Zion McCollum. If he gets hot, he could break a slate. Um, Herb Jones and Nance are really interesting. I think Nance is the play though. I think Nance would be the guy that I end up on in that range
2: yeah trey murphy also questionable so like yeah maybe naji marshall could come into the conversation with a little bit of extra run he's only 3200 um I, you would definitely need murphy out to be able to make that play but just something to keep an eye on
1: value throughout the day is always something um, when someone gets rolled out you always have to look into who could potentially benefit that's nba dfs even if you're doing like nba betting um you can definitely take advantage of some stuff. Portland at Milwaukee, 215 and a half total here. Milwaukee eight and a half point favorite. Uh Johnson Lillard and Peyton out for Portland. Ingles, Matthews, and Middleton out for Milwaukee. We'll start here with Portland. Obviously, no Lillard makes um Simons really interesting. I just man, this game environment to me just screams fade. Um milwaukee's the best defensive team in the league throughout to start the season and they're just not a team that i mean they play middle of the pace middle of the road pace wise and portland they play slow so it really find, it kind of feeds into like milwaukee just handling this game um is there anything that you like here for portland
2: I agree with you mostly um, like Nurkic and Grant. I don't want any part of uh, Brooke Lopez has been phenomenal on the defensive end this year. Milwaukee is the best defensive team in the NBA, but Simon's role without Lillard, he's a little bit underpriced, um, tough spot for him, but he should really be eight K at least probably in this uh, for his role without Lillard. So I think you could play some Simons here, Uh really tough matchup but we we've seen him just absolutely go nuts without Lillard. So Simons would be the the one Portland guy I have some interest in.
1: 33% usage with Johnson and Lillard off the floor this season, averaging 1.1 at three fantasy points per minute. Nurkic 1.3 fantasy points per minute. He's really been the fantasy point per minute guy with Lillard off. It's just not a great matchup for him. Um, So, yeah, I mean, Simon's definitely in play, um, Josh Hart, 6,500, if he was a little bit cheaper, I don't know what he is on Fandle or Yahoo, uh, would be someone that could potentially be in play. Winslow could play 30 to 35 minutes in this game if it stays close. Um, I mean, they could really use him on the defensive side of this game. Um, wouldn't be shocked if he gets a little bit of a bump in the, in minutes in this one, um, but was really seeing an increase when Josh Hart was kind of banged up. So with Hart back, I I, I don't know if Winslow gets that much. Uh, the Milwaukee side, I mean, Giannis is 12-4. Uh, there's just so many better plays on this slate in this price range. Um, Drew Holiday, I don't expect this game to really stay close either. Um, I mean, I'm probably fading the Bucks in this game.
2: Yeah, I mean, Giannis is really expensive. I, on FanDuel, he's going to be easier to get to as usual. But on DraftKings here, like DraftKings has been really aggressive with his pricing this season. Um, 12-4 in this spot is is tough. Like there's some blowout risk. It's the pace of the game isn't great, like you mentioned. Um, so yeah, a bit of a tough spot for Giannis. Always have to have some exposure, I think. Um, but I love it. I definitely will have more exposure to like a Tatum, um, SGA certainly. Uh, even, like even Trey Young, I think I would have him just to save the 2K or whatever it is. Um, and I, I have no interest on anyone else outside of Giannis. Holiday's just coming back from injury. He didn't play full minutes in his first game back. Um, and everybody else is kind of priced up because Portis – or because Holiday missed some time. Like, Portis at 7,200, no thanks. Brooke Lopez has been absolutely smashing. But if Holiday is going to play 30 minutes, just how much is left for Brooke? Um, and his prices come up as well. Like, when he was 5K, sure, it, it's a lot easier for him to pay – up. Pay off that price tag, but sixty six hundred can't do it. um Carter at fifty six hundred with Holiday back can't get there. So like the Bucks are just because of um Holiday missing some time and like Giannis being priced up. It's just it's hard to play the Bucks. So kind of with you.
1: I like Bucks minus eight and a half a lot in this game. For what it's worth, I, I think yeah, that I line is. That. I think that line's too low. That a move. That align the move. I think it ends closer to ten. Um, I could be wrong. Who knows? I've been off for two and a half weeks. Miami at Minnesota. We got uh, two nineteen total in this game. Uh, Minnesota seven and a half point favorite. It's a back to back for Miami, which is a nightmare situation. Um, good thing this game's at eight o'clock when there's a lot of games starting uh, because you know we have the two eight the two seven o'clock games where. Uh, But a ton of injury news in this 8 o'clock range. There's going to be a lot of lineups adjusted from like 7.30 to 8 o'clock on this slate, in my opinion. So if you can't be by your computer, this is probably not the best slate to be very aggressive on. So um, Miami, I mean, Butler we know is out. Like he got ruled out for the rest of the road games. He's out. We have no idea about Hero, Bam, Vincent. Um, I mean, who knows what we're looking at here. You know, does Bam play with the knee, especially, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Minnesota's healthy. They're good to go. Um, they're ready to to beat the heat in this one. Um, talk to me here about Miami as best as you can for a night before.
2: Yeah, really tough spot to talk about without knowing um, the injury situation. I know I don't want to play Bam. You got Gobert on the other side. Bam's been struggling a little bit this year anyway. Um, he's coming back from his own injury, only played 27 minutes against Cleveland. Um, yeah, probably I'm probably not playing Bam in the spot. Lowry, I don't love the price at 7,200. He obviously smashed when the entire team was out, um, but didn't do much in this last game against Cleveland here. I don't think I need to pay $7,200 for him. So I think it's dependent upon Hero on whether I want to play some Max Struess or some Caleb Martin. Um, even their prices are coming up now because this, the Heat have been dealing with this situation for almost a week now. So Struess at 6100 Martin at 5400 are fine. Not like extreme values, even if it goes out. Um, Jovich, I think, is the, the guy I have the most interest in just because he's the cheapest. He's been getting good run at the wing probably need hero out to play him, but I I think Jovich would be the guy I take some shots on here. Um, Heroes out. I'll play some Struis and Martin too, but prefer saving the money with Jovich.
1: Miami is so tough um, night before, you know, first look wise, because does Lowry play, you know, the second end of a back-to-back in this one Um, is the other question mark. He played a back-to-back earlier this season or, or two of them already. So, I I would assume he plays the back-to-back here. But, I mean, Max Stress, like, the dude had to shoot 62% to have a ceiling game against Charlotte. Um, So, he's 6,100. So, like, even if Hero doesn't play, I don't think i go there. I think, like, if Hero, if Highsmith gets any kind of, like, starting news or anything like that, he's 3,800 he would be super interesting. They ran him out there the other night when he started 40 something minutes and he had a ton of shot attempts. So I mean, Caleb Martin is okay. He's kind of priced where he should be. I think I'm with you on Nikola Jovic. Um, where, where does the, you know, where does the minutes go? I, I think he's going to, you know, continue to get these minutes with Butler out. We saw him get plenty of minutes on Sunday, even with Bam. You know, he played 32 minutes. So, ceiling-wise, I mean, probably not the best. But when you're looking at the matchup, when you're looking at the just the Minnesota matchup in general, they like to play Towns and go bear. They could really use that size in this game. So, uh, I think that he's going to get 30 to 35 minutes if he can stay out of um, foul trouble in this one. So, Minnesota... Towns is 8900 I, I think his price scares me off of him a little bit. I think I'm more likely to take like a shot on Anthony Edwards if I'm trying to chase some, like, some ceiling in this game. You know, Gobert is going to go out and just have a solid game. I don't think he really has a high upside. I think if I'm looking for a ceiling in this one, it's Edwards or Russell. But again, we have some really good games on this slate, and this is just not one of those games.
2: Yeah, my Minnesota team to play anyway, like their prices are starting to adjust, but they're still not quite there. Um, agree with you that the Edwards would be my first look. I mean, he he can certainly smash a $7,600 price tag. We've seen him throw up 60 plus before. Um, so I do like the Edwards call a good amount. And Miami is thought of as a really tough matchup. But like with Butler out, it's this is not as tough of a matchup. Bam may not play full minutes. Like I have some interest here, and I agree. Edwards is the primary target. I'll sprinkle in some towns just because he, he can break any slate also. Um, but I do like saving the money with Edwards, and I don't mind the Russell call either. Like He's not going to hit a ceiling as often this season as we saw last season, um, but he still has it in him for sure. Um, 50 points, 50 fantasy points, 6,100 is a very fair price. Um, I think you could definitely take it there go bear him with you not, just kind of a solid overall play and not going to hit a ceiling very often but i, I won't be the pull of these guys together but i don't mind playing any of towns edwards or russell we
1: finish it out with utah adelaide taking on the clippers 221 total in this one Clippers a three and a half point favorite conley and gay are out for utah george questionable um, which is obviously big news if he plays or if he doesn't. Kennard is out uh, for the Clippers. We'll get to the Clippers side of this game in a minute. We'll start here with Utah. Um, Laurie Markin, we were really curious what his role was going to be. Um, you know, kind of looking through everything again. I haven't really been following a lot. It, it seems like he's carved out a nice little role here
2: in the on this Utah team. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Jazz? Yeah, I mean, Utah might just be legit. Like, they just haven't slowed down much. They're just playing team basketball. It's a bunch of role players just kind of finding their way and filling roles nicely. Markkanen is is the high ceiling guy here. Um, the problem is this matchup, and the Paul Paul George questionable tag makes it even more difficult. This is an island game. It's two and a half hours after the start of any other game on the slate. Maybe you want to build some of this to account for the possibility of Paul George being ruled out, but when we're going to get to the Clippers, like it's just a mess on that side. Also, with Kawhi, the way they've been handling Kawhi, so this is a very difficult game for me to target. Um, I don't mind exposure to markets, marketing, I like Clarkson. You can sprinkle in Vanderbilt and Olenek, but I'm just I'm a little bit concerned first of all tough matchup against the clippers and then running it back with anyone on the clippers side is is going to be a nightmare if george is in um, i don't know this it's a, it's tough from George down to like a Zubach and then like drop from or go up from like an Olenek up to Clarkson or something like that. I don't know exactly what the salary is, but definitely be cognizant of setting up 2v2s like that if you are going to play this game. Myself, personally, I'll probably just avoid it altogether. It's not a, not a great game environment. In way. Two good defenses, two teams that play slower, um, probably just avoiding it for the most part.
1: I can see taking some shots on like John Wall in this game like paul george sits like they don't play against a wednesday and it's against the warriors so if the knee is bothering him at all maybe they give him the day and then they you know nobody plays on thursday so like it'd be a really nice little like play the warriors on wednesday play the nuggets on friday type of break and you know it would just be like a shorter week for paul george so i wouldn't be shocked if he sits in this game like i'm kind of guessing like if it is anything nagging he sits here and he's ready to go wednesday um get you know they didn't play sunday give him monday and tuesday off and then back wednesday would be my guess so like island like just taking a shot on like john wall uh, because like if, even if or he's on the other side sorry um did we start with the clippers did we mess up or no we started talking about paul george anyway you, you um, didn't
2: give your thoughts on utah well you you kind of did you talked yeah. about marketing and then you threw it to me so
1: yeah if I you want to clean
2: up your thoughts on utah yeah I... back to the clippers
1: like it's just uh, uh like taking a shot on john wall might be like the play for like a lone john wall spot for me in this game because i mean it has a 221 total but like a lot of those games early on, 225, 226, 230, 228, like those games, those earlier games are much better games than these like late games. But like John Wall, if you got it right, like if you you just got it right, like if you get Paul George in or out right, and we don't get that news until after the eight o'clock games and people can't adjust, you're not setting up, like you said, you're not setting up two V twos for this game. I mean, you're not like, this game's not great. So like if you just guess and get it right and he plays twenty five minutes and has a really solid game, he's kind of pricey though. So like if you get the Paul George news wrong, um, he probably crushes I mean he doesn't probably crush you, but you know, you're you're putting him in a position where you're you're using your, you know, your guard or your utility spot um late and you're just kind of hoping you get it right. But um overall this isn't my favorite game i know i said that a lot for these last three games but i really like the first five games that we talked about i think there's a lot of uh great plays in those first five games and when i'm looking at this slate as a whole i'm looking at those first five games and going all right and i'm looking at these last three games and going please don't
2: please don't kill me
1: (laughs) (laughs) type of games um did you have any more thoughts on the the clippers or this game in general
2: just the Clippers, with, I mean, Kawhi's going to play like 24 minutes a game, it seems like. Um, so if George, if Kawhi and George are active, it just makes the rest of the team pretty much unplayable. I do like your John Wall call. Um, he's a guy that can put up a ceiling in a short amount of minutes at 5,900. I could see that working out, even if, if Kawhi and PG are in. Reggie Jackson, I would kind of put in that same bucket. I know he's never a fun guy to play, but he is a guy that could absolutely go nuts if George were to sit. So I think you could build with some some Reggie Jackson, and hopefully you get lucky and, and George is out. Um, kind of the same idea that you were talking about with Wall there. Um, but, yeah, just not, not a ton of interest overall.
1: All right. Uh, let's play the morning grind game, and then uh, we'll get out of here. I mean, haven't played the game in forever. I don't know if you guys played the game while I was gone. Um, So there you go. Favorite play under 5K to go 7X. Who do you got?
2: Guy that's been running into minutes because of the situation of his team. Um, We haven't really seen a ceiling game out of him, but give me Nikoliovich. I think he he can put some points up. We haven't seen a 10-rebound game out of him yet, I don't think. That's in there somewhere. So give me him to hit a double-double here at 4K.
1: I got Jalen Williams, you know, going back to the Thunder. I really like kind of this role that he has right now with um, some of these guys out. So I think Jalen Williams is someone that gets 28 plus minutes in this game and crushes at 4,300. So um, one of my favorite plays um, on the slate. Let's go over 8K to get under
2: 5X. Who is your bust today? Give me DeJounte Murray playing next to Trey Young. Really tough matchup at Cleveland, uh, 9,300 don't see myself getting there
1: i like it um i mean my initial thought is is cat so i'm gonna stick with that carl anthony towns um i just don't know if this is a ceiling spot for him i don't know if this game stays close enough for him to have a ceiling game here miami is really banged up no butler bam is banged up hero is banged up i just don't know if this game stays close for cat to have a fifteen twenty five type of game. So I'm going to go Carl Anthony Towns as my bus today. Favorite 6X play, who do you
2: got? Really tough matchup, but Anthony Simons has absolutely smashed at times without Lillard. Um, he gets that situation here. He's going to be the reason this game stays close, if it does at all. Um, 7,400, even, even with a tough matchup, I think he can pay that off pretty easily.
1: I'm going to go SGA all the way towards the top. I think he gets over 60 fantasy points and gets the 6X today. Love this spot for him. I think this is a game where he he really has a big game. And he's, what, he has five, six 60-point games already this season, DFS-wise. So um, I really like this spot for him. He's just having a fantastic season. Like, yeah, I mean, nothing else to really add. He's been one of the best players Like. He is really close to averaging the same fantasy points as Giannis, and he's twenty four hundred dollars less.
2: So, yeah, I mean the uh, OKC is almost five hundred because of him. Like he's doing everything. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got today?
2: So I, I love targeting Golden State, um, especially if they rough uh, rest some guys. I think Nance is going to be the popular mid four K play. Uh, I, I'm going to mix in some Herb Jones. And just hope that because of the game environment, he can pick up a little bit, of, a few extra fantasy points for us.
1: I struggle with this question today um, because when you take a little bit of time off, like it's very refreshing usually. Uh, but my, I mean, I'm, I'm sleep deprived. <laughs> um, so I really just don't know where like ownership is going to like land on this slate. Um So I struggle with the question today. I'm going to go back to like one of the spots that we talked about, like really early. I don't know what he'll have ownership wise. I don't think it's going to be very high. I talked to him in about him in depth earlier, but give me Grant Williams from Boston. I don't think he'll be a very popular play. It's 5k. This is just one of those spots where I think he could get 30 to 35 minutes. They're going to need his size in this game. And, I mean, he really just hasn't had like that huge like steel block game um, that he's capable of. So he's someone that can put up forty plus at five k. So Grant Williams is my get weird GPP play today. We're going to oh, any bets standing out to you here night before?
2: The one I have here is just the Knicks are two and a half point underdogs at Oklahoma City, and we just talked. We just praise the SGA and how good he's been, but the Knicks are a better team than Oklahoma city. I was surprised to see them as underdogs. Um, I, I like them even on the money line plus plus one twenty um, or Knicks plus two and a half is is what I wrote down here.
1: Get it. That line of move. Right. I mean, I think that, line yeah, of
2: move. I mean, it, it, it jumped out to me as odd. Like, I, I don't know. I, I know they're on the road, but the Knicks are a better team than Oklahoma city. i I mean, I think <laughs> the next half struggled minus,
1: a little bit, but it's minus one oh five at points bet if you're in a state where points bet's legal right now. So um everywhere else, minus, minus yeah. nice. so everywhere else yeah. is minus minus one oh five. Yeah. Nice. Everywhere else is minus one ten. So the only reason I know that is because I have scores and odds popped up right now. Um, because I was going to write something up when we got done. So I'm gonna write this up. This is a freebie for everyone. This will be on scores and odds for everyone as well. Milwaukee minus eight and a half. I love this line. I, I don't think Portland keeps this game close enough. You know, Milwaukee is a great team at home. Um, no Damian Lillard. I like the Bucks minus eight and a half in this game. It's a lot. It's a lot of points. Uh, but this line is in, on four books already moved to nine since I wrote this down before we got started tonight. So um, I really think this line will continue to move. We usually do sleeper fantasy picks. Um, if you haven't checked them out, awesome sponsors of the podcast. Promo code Grinders uh, gets you a hundred percent deposit bonus up to a hundred bucks. They're they just don't have anything up right now. Um, so, if I remember, which I probably won't, um, don't hate me. If I remember, I will try to tweet something out tomorrow. Um, at first glance, like I do, like Halliburton over. 19 and a half points um against the magic that would be like one that i definitely don't mind um but honestly he's been someone that i've been looking at like thinking like his assists are are where you're going to find value for halliburton so um yeah i agree i I would be
2: very interested to see where those assists open up
1: yeah they have point rebound and assist at 35 and a half it's probably i probably it's close um 2012 and four that's close so but yeah anyway if you haven't checked out sleeper check them out Uh, like i said awesome sponsors the podcast keith any final thoughts before we get out of here
2: no nothing else uh there should be a really fun slate eight games is kind of that sweet spot and there's a couple of game environments i really like the orlando indiana uh new york okc and we'll see what what golden state does with their with their back-to-back but i'm really interested in some pelicans too so i like this slate a lot should be a good one it's
1: a fun slate to come back to um no nba on thursday we'll have the football podcast on thursday i don't know if i'm going to have a thanksgiving podcast yet it will be a standalone podcast um i'll let you guys know tomorrow on the podcast if that's going to happen or not but NBA podcast back tomorrow. Again, if you want to watch live um, night before, you can always check out the Morning Grind YouTube page. We have 69 subscribers on the new um, Morning Grind YouTube page. So go over there, subscribe, hit the notification button, do all that fun YouTube stuff. Appreciate everyone for listening. We'll be back tomorrow talking more hoops. Good luck. We'll see you then.